well, it's a uh, cool 52 degrees in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, beautiful green everywhere. Enjoying a walking path and just thought I would take a few minutes to compare notes with you on the topic of love. Philadelphia love. Phileo, Philadelphia. Uh, in the Greek, uh, the Bible speaks of various types of love. The love we're talking about is love each other. This love that we're speaking of comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting in verse 9. The church at Thessalonica, uh, Paul's encouraging them to keep on loving each other. So this is Christians loving Christians. This is interesting that Paul identifies uh, the need to grow, to increase. So we're looking Good morning. We're looking at verse 9, 1 Thessalonians verse 9, and it says this, Now as to the love of the brothers and sisters, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God, now listen, love one another. So it's interesting. When people smile at each other, uh, when people say, good morning, I'm on this walking path and already a first person walked by and said good morning before uh, I said good morning because I was uh, talking on this uh, live stream and my natural response was to reply back good morning to them. Love each other. There's a reason that we're supposed to love each other and it's interesting that in verse 12 that Paul also says love each other and have this special love, Philadelphia love, this kindness, this Caring this uh, affection toward outsiders. So, I'm I'm interested. I'm in Alaska, enjoying the the beauty and the dynamic of rain and ocean and rivers and uh, birch trees, and it's just a beautiful place. beautiful uh, walking path and on the left hand side there's a lake and on the right hand side of this particular path right here there are some houses so I'm sort of an outsider and it's interesting with the people in Alaska that how do they look at me 
Do they see me as a stranger? Sure they do. And in some ways, I see them as a stranger. I find it interesting that this verse says in verse 12, listen to this, 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 12, so that you will behave properly toward outsiders and not be in any need. Now, let's just take the topics here. So from verse 9, the Bible is saying in 1 Thessalonians 4, 9, love each other. That's Christians loving Christians. And then just two verses later, not a 10, 11, 12, three verses later, it says, behave properly toward outsiders. Is it possible that there's a connection between how we love each other, when we love each other, loving each other affects how we love outsiders, strangers? You understand that, I understand that Jesus said, love one another. Bible is pretty clear for God so loved the world so what's going on in these verses is just a simple principle love insiders and outsiders because that's what God does so as I'm visiting Anchorage as an outsider my capacity to love strangers is built by my ability in Mesa, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, to love Christians. So there is a correlation between loving Christians sets you up, prepares you to love strangers. Lots of people struggle with this concept of love. Look again at verse 9. Now, as to the love of the brothers and sisters, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. So make no mistake, if you're a believer, and I, I hope you are, if you're not, I would encourage you to look at John 3.16 and make a commitment to that. Identify what's going on there. Happy to talk with you about it. But as Christians, love is a big deal to God. Love sent Jesus from heaven to earth to die on a cross. So this Philadelphia love in verse 9, love of brothers and sisters, this is literally expected. It's commanded. Our capacity to love outsiders is built on the lessons we learn by learning by learning to love family members, Christians, people in the church. I find it interesting that whether I'm in Anchorage, Alaska or uh, Arizona, Phoenix, Mesa, Tempe, Christians are commanded 
to love each other? Is your capacity strong at loving other Christians? Isn't it beautiful that we love because he first loved us? Isn't it beautiful that Jesus said, love your enemies? Isn't it amazing that we are taught from the Old Testament to the New Testament to care for each other? Philadelphia love is that friendship love. So your capacity to love outsiders is related to your capacity to love insiders. So when I refer to insiders, I'm referring to other Christians, referring to family members in the family of God. Next verse says, interesting, for indeed you practice it. For indeed you practice it. Practice this love. The Christians at Thessalonica knew how to love each other. Indeed, they practiced it toward all the brothers and sisters in Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers and sisters, excel even more. Paul basically is upping the ante. He's upping, he's increasing the standard. He's simply saying, okay, you guys at Thessalonica, you Christians, inside the church, you love each other, but I'm asking you to love each other more, stronger, better, more effective. So for you today, is your capacity, is your capacity growing? See, we can never love each other enough. Our standard for loving each other is just, it's, it's rarely the same standard that Jesus has for you. And for our entire life, the bar of love, the standard of love, continues to be elevated. As an as a individual, as a believer, you're to love each other better this year than you did last year. Your capacity to care for each other is to grow, is to increase. That's what this verse 10 is saying, First Thessalonians 4.10. I urge you to excel even more. So are you loving people inside the church better this year? than last year? If you're not, you're, you're not hitting the mark. You're not Philadelphia. I find it uh, in Scripture. Scripture always challenges me to grow. Scripture always teaches me to improve. Uh, as a student, uh, my batting average was... B plus, A minus. My wife's batting average was always A plus. Uh, 
And it doesn't matter whether you're a B student or an A student. The standard can be raised, right? The teacher can always raise the bar. There's always another opportunity to love someone inside the church that is hard to love. Know anyone like that? Oh, I'm sure you do. There's brothers and sisters that you struggle getting along with, right? Sure there are. Everybody has hard-to-love brothers and sisters inside the church. When I think back of all of the different Christians that I have known, there's all kinds of types of Christians. There are Christians with an attitude. There are Christians that are lazy, right? There are Christians that are just simply deceptive, negative. There are Christians that struggle following Jesus. That, that sometimes is me. That's sometimes you. You know, we just don't want to really love each other well. We don't want anyone to say to us, you need to love better. So just take an inventory, take an assessment of all the Christians that you know inside the church, all of the brothers and sisters who believe in Jesus. You know any of them that uh, smell? They're kind of, uh, you stay away from? Maybe they, they're kind of like a, a, a snake. Maybe they bite. Maybe they discourage you. Maybe they're grouchy. Maybe you just don't know when they're going to hiss or strike. Yet the Bible does say to love each other better and better and better. So there's no mistake that's exactly what God commands in Scripture. So we urge you, according to verse 10, we urge you, brothers and sisters, to excel even more. He excel in what? Loving each other. Practice. It's interesting. For indeed, you practice it toward all the brothers and sisters. This church at Thessalonica, they were showing. It wasn't a large church. It might have been 50 people, might have been 30 but all of them understood the love of God. They understood the sacrificial nature of the life of Jesus. They understood love your enemies. They understood that God first loved them. They understood that sacrifice and kindness toward each other is commanded. What is love? Well, love acts sacrificially 
takes the initiative, acts sacrificially to meet the needs of others. What is love? Takes initiative, acts sacrificially to meet the needs of others. Like a friend does. Like Philadelphia love, Phileo. It's that love that, yeah, I know that you're broken. I know that you have some deficiencies, but I care. In our church in uh, Tempe, First Baptist Tempe, we have a group in the messenger class. Uh, they practice this Philadelphia love. They really care for each other. They've uh, been a part of each other's lives for many years, and probably in some cases, 20, 30, 40 years, and they care. And they're great at bringing in outsiders, new people, people that they don't know. They welcome them inside. They care, really care in a sacrificial way. You take the initiative. The messengers do. This group of people in our church, they care deeply. And they easily bring in outsiders into the class, into the group, constantly inviting people in different ways to care for each other. Verse 11 says, 1 Thessalonians 4, 9, excuse me, 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life and attend to your own business, working with your hands, just as we instructed you. Now, if you really want to love each other well, and you would love, love to really care for the strangers, the outsiders, you're going to have to figure out that a quiet life, working with your hands, is really important. A, a life where you're not sticking your nose in other people's business. In other words, Jesus steps in and offers a helping hand in a very gracious way. So how's your capacity to lead a quiet life? Or do you have to be the center of attention? You have to make sure people know that you're there, that you're present. A quiet life. Uh, can I, if I was to paraphrase this today, a life that has no sinful, hateful, emotional drama. You know that there are people who love to agitate, people who love to stir the pot, and they poke at each other. There are people who, Christians, who just love to 
make people mad. Loving each other has this quiet, this gentle capacity. You're, you're at peace. You have this compassion, this sensitivity. Let me read verse 11 again. So part of verse 10 at the end says, But we urge you, brothers and sisters, to excel even more, raise the standard of love, verse 11, and to make your ambition, the ambition, the purpose, the, the, the goal of your life is to lead a quiet life and attend to your own business and work with your hands just as we instructed you. So there's, there's an interesting, how do you increase your love toward brothers and sisters? Well, how, does, how does the Bible raise the bar year after year? So year after year, as you love each other, the bar is raised by leading a quiet life by attending to your own business, working with your hands. You see it? You see, if you have this gentle spirit, there's this meekness, there's this humility. You don't have to be shouting and screaming and being the drama, the center of the room. Quiet as I walk on this path. Maybe that's why I enjoy walking in the green, cool trails of Alaska. It's quiet. It's just a beautiful place to decompress, to experience the love of God, the beauty of God. You can pause and just simply say, isn't the love of God something amazing? Isn't the beauty of God, the creation of God? There's an order to life. And that order, that, that essence is the goodness of God. See, he, he's a good, loving creator. He doesn't want to create drama. He doesn't want people in each other's lives in a negative way. He doesn't want people stirring up trouble. He wants people offering Jesus to each other, kindness, gentleness and humility. Isn't it interesting that verse 11 leads to verse 12 and verse 12 so that you will behave properly toward outsiders? Did you see the cause and effect? You see, the, the cause for leading a positive life toward outsiders, people outside the church, is built on your love capacity for loving each other inside the church. So as we grow month by month, year by year, 
loving each other, caring for each other, leading a quiet life, not getting caught up in all the drama, all the foolishness. You know, when we, when we get to heaven, think of how many different kinds of Christians there will be in heaven. I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about skin color. I'm not talking about whether you're tall or short or rich or poor. When you get to heaven, there will be people from all over the world who will be in heaven because they loved, they had faith, they submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ. They believed that Jesus died on a cross. So when we get to heaven, you know what's going to really matter? When we get to heaven, what's really going to matter is not what you and I prefer. It's not what you and I like. It's not what we want to do with our schedule. When we get to heaven, it's just going to be about Jesus. Here on earth, make it about Jesus. Love each other better and better so you can love the outsider. So all kinds of people will be in heaven someday. We love because he first loved us. Love takes that initiative, acts sacrificially to meet the needs of others. Is your capacity growing in caring for each other, the outsider and the insider, year by year? Are you a better Philadelphia lover toward Christians, or are you the type that I'm just going to write those Christians off? I'm going to—I'm not going to get involved in the outsiders. I'm not going to get involved in the insiders. It's sad, isn't it, that God sends Jesus to take you to heaven, and you're so self-focused that you don't have time to be quiet, not to have a life of drama. Be careful. Every year of your life, the standard of loving each other is raised. See, a lot of people hear the Bible, they listen to the Word of God, but they don't get any better at loving each other. You know that idea of being quiet and minding your own business? You know, that involves keeping your mouth shut. That involves restraint. It's so easy for us to put our nose in somebody else's business in a negative way. Rather than offering a helping hand and a quiet lifestyle. Because we're helping people. We're using our hands, we're using our life, we're using our breath, our words to offer Jesus to others, compassion, mercy. It's not about us.
Well, let me encourage you. Every month, every year, your love for Christians should be increasing. Your capacity to love them, the bar should be increasing. Well, it's increasing, but whether or not you're able to grow is the challenge. To excel even more. That's what God wants for you. I don't know how many more days or months or years you have on earth. But remember, love each other so that you love the stranger, the outsider, well. Most of us, we're kind of closed, aren't we? Our, our group, call it a clique. Most of us struggle bringing in new faces into our friendship circles. See, the church is never designed to be about me or us. It's designed to be about us and the outsiders. And we have to have this capacity to bring lost people into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ and help them watching us they see our love the Bible refers to it as good deeds never get weary of doing good as you lead your live your life as you as you walk down the path of life never get tired remember have a quiet spirit Remember, mind your own business. Remember, work with your hands. Remember, love one another so you model, so the outsider wants to come and hang with the insiders, the Christians. Offer the hope that only comes from Jesus. Be gentle. Be quiet. Let your love shine like the stars. Let your capacity grow every year so that we love each other well and we love the outsiders well. This is uh, Walk and Talk 65 on July 8th, 2021. Uh, temperature is maybe gone from 52 to 53. Uh, take another pause and show you the lake we just circled. It's pretty amazing when you just see the beauty walking path that uh, I have enjoyed several times in addition to others. Blessings on you. Uh, 